How good is that, huh? I think that song is freaking awesome. Um, my buddy showed me that this weekend. Uh, that's a guy called Terry Reed. Uh, the song is called Dean. Um, <clears throat> he was telling me that Terry Reed was actually uh, one of the guys who they were considering as to be the lead singer for Led Zeppelin. But honestly, I might like that better. Zeppelin's great. But that's just so laid back and chill. It's got soul, but it's still kind of white. I don't know. I dig it. It's cool. I like it a lot. Uh, hey, guys. What's up? It's Grant. Um, wait a minute. I got to unplug the fridge. I didn't unplug the fridge. There you go. Sorry if you could hear a fridge. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Montreal. And thank you for spring. Spring is finally here. To us East Coasters or people living on the East Coast. That's for later. I uh, just got back from New York this weekend. I went down to visit an art church, I guess they call it an art church. This guy's name is Alex Gray. He's a visionary artist. He paints, uh, he paints his psychedelic trips uh, specifically with DMT. And he captures it very well. He's world class, no doubt about it. The geomet- the DMT experiences is geometric swirl. I couldn't ima- I couldn't imagine what it would take to to bring that back from that state. But somehow this guy figured it out, which is amazing. Um, and they kind of sell this place like it's uh it's supposed to be some type of architectural marvel really cool hippie compound where you can go hang out and they had these full moon parties and I heard there was a full moon full moon party going on so we went down there long drive north upstate New York is beautiful they got lots of mountains I didn't know that honestly it reminds me a little bit of of uh, the Coquihalla in some spots just the trees are boreal you know uh, deciduous not not coniferous but uh, it's gorgeous and uh, yeah, eight-hour drive, and then a bit let down. Honestly, I was expecting more. I'm sorry, guys. I was expecting more. There's a yeah. There's a lot of kind of hippies. There was no beautiful art church. There was a big concrete box, and uh, yeah, I didn't feel peace and love. I felt a sales pitch. I kind of feel like they took church status because they didn't have enough money to pay for their art church which is basically an art gallery and uh yeah so they take church status and they do what churches do which is take money from people to build their shit pay for the priest yeah it's a little weak but then uh me and my buddy james forsyth hey james we uh we slept in hammocks in a park right by there in the rain. It was awesome. And if you uh, if you're a fan of camping, I can't suggest enough to try a hammock because the ground is hard and fucking lame. And if you're hanging in a tree, you don't have to deal with that shit. It's comfortable, but you get the rain fly up over the hammock. Oh. And the ones we got, they're all closed in with a mosquito net over the top. So you got mosquito net. Rainfly, you're back in your mother's womb, and uh, it's the best. 
So yeah, we did that. Then we drove back. Got to see all those crazy Americans down there. It's cool. Liked it. Big news. Breaking news from Grant's Kitchen. Hazel. Um, <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving. I know. World shaker. Screaming from the mountaintops. I'm moving back to British Columbia from Montreal. Whoa! One moment. As you can see, Azo is not very happy about this. But she doesn't fully understand. No, it was just the postman. The postman's here. And postwoman. Azo doesn't like her. Uh, yes, so, uh, beginning of July. Funny enough, first time I went out to British Columbia at 17, I left July 4th. And I'm not exactly sure which day I'm going to leave, but it's going to be very, very close to that exactly 10 years later. I'm going out again. Absolutely fucking nothing's changed. I'm exactly the same. So I can't wait. Honestly, um, I'm going to be moving to, well, I'm going to be going to be taking a plumbing job in Whistler, um, building cool forward thinking passive homes. Um it's nice, you know, I'm going to be working with a friend of mine who's who's probably the best plumber I know, um, and together we make an absolutely killer team, so we're going to try to push the limits of, of quality and, and efficiency, and just try to raise the standard of plumbing, which is cool, you know, it's something worth doing. Um, so that I'm looking forward to that, but aside from that, Whistler's in Sea to Sky Country, which uh, I think is is definitely among the most beautiful parts of this country, no doubt about it. You know, there might be other places that are also very beautiful, but it's not going to be which one's better. It's just they're different. You know, it's beautiful. They built a highway running from Vancouver to Whistler for the Olympics, and as things built for the olympics are it's world class and you know driving that highway just after sunset when there's a little bit of ambient light but not much it's not quite dark but it's not quite light and uh, i remember i would always listen to cbc this cool show called the signal this girl plays uh like electronic moody stuff and just driving a little too fast on the uh on that highway at that time that's enough to just bring me to to make me drive back across the country move back there it's it's right along where the the mountains meet the ocean and there's all these mountains jutting up out of the ocean and ah, it's beautiful it's it's beautiful so i'm pretty stoked to go back and uh yeah last time we talked last episode if if you listen to it if you haven't we talked about uh power of positive thinking and uh, manifesting the changes in your life that you want to see and I kind of went through how that process works but now I'm going to tell you basically my plan because I told you I'm going to change my life how am I going to go about that because because uh, like we said you know just believing it it is not what what 100% brings into being there's action that you need to take so since then, I've kind of found my action. 
whole thing, this whole thing started again when I was talking to my friend James, who has quit smoking in the past, and I, I currently have a bit of a problem with smoking. And I asked him, like, how long? How long did it take you to stop wanting to smoke cigarettes? And um, he said, it took me six months until I didn't want to smoke cigarettes. And uh, yeah, because I've quit for for a month or two months in the past. And I just end up falling back into it because it, there's still a lingering desire to smoke. And he said once he hit the six-month period that he wasn't, he didn't have those same issues. So that's kind of where I'm setting, building these new habits at. I'm setting my bar completely based on that conversation that if I'm going to commit to these things, I need to commit to them to six months to, to actually root the habits into my brain. Um, so the things, a few examples of things I'm going to be doing. Um, first and foremost, something I've done in the past and I've grown to love. If you haven't heard about the Iceman, I suggest you check him out. I'm going to tell him about it any, or tell you about him anyways, but, um, he's fucking cool. Um, I first saw him years ago on one of those Buzzfeed things like 10 superhumans that you need to know about. I hate those. But anyways, like one was like a guy, a Japanese guy who like you'd shoot bullets at him and he'd chop him in half with his katana, which I can kind of understand. You know, I, I kind of get it. It seems really fucking hard, but that's not, that doesn't seem impossible to me. But when I found out what Wim does, it seemed impossible. Like this guy is unaffected by the cold. Like you have all these pictures of him out in you know negative temperatures, just in a sh- in shorts with no shoes, no shirt, and just sitting in a meditative position, and he's fine. He's got no issues, and that really blew my mind. And he, that was basically all I learned from that article was this guy doesn't get cold. And he claims to be able to do it through the power of meditation. And I, at the time, I had no meditation pro, uh, meditation practice. So I was like, man, I've really got to meditate. I, I don't want to. I would love to not get cold. <laughs> and uh, so I let it go. I forgot about it. And then about two years later, I was listening to another podcast called the Tim Ferriss Podcast. He's got a great show. Um, and he was interviewing uh, Laird Hamilton, who's basically known as the world's best big wave surfer he's extremely good and he's extremely innovative um he he brought into the fold uh toe in surfing um with jet skis um and once they started towing into these big waves on jet skis he decided hey why don't we put bindings on a surfboard which is another super huge innovation then after that he decided uh why he built a hydrofoil sur- um, surfboard to get himself above the surfer the surface chop. So now he's going super fast and and elevated off the surface of the water. He's a forward thinker. And Tim asked Laird um, if you could suggest one thing to people to do to make their lives better, what would it be? And Laird said, uh, "Do Wim Hof's breathing course, which is the Ice Man I was telling you about." 
He said, it's a 10-week course. You can get it online. I think everybody alive should do it. And that mixed with my former interest. And actually, it just so happened, uh, at that same time, a Vice documentary came out. A 30-minute mini-doc, which actually visited Wim at his compound, or at his uh, retreat in Poland. Goes through a little bit of a course, and you just meet this character. He's such a charismatic dude. And... you know, he's so not proper, but it's hilarious. Breathe, motherfucker. Breathe. And, uh, yeah, you just fall in love with the guy himself. He's a lovable dude. And uh, so I did it. I bought the 10-week course, and I've done it once already. I'm currently on week three of going back through it. Uh, the course is kind of two or threefold. Um, one part of it being a, a breathing practice where you take uh, 30 deep breaths fully in and then let go fully in, let go for 30 breaths. And then after the 30th breath, you let all the air out of your lungs, not all of it, but back to atmospheric pressure. And then you just hold your breath and you can do really exceptionally long breath holds by oxygenating the body beforehand. And then uh, when you breathe back in, you get this crazy head rush. And and this is supposed to be a good way to uh, turn on your autonomic uh, nervous system, drop adrenaline system. It uh, turns your body from acidic to alkaline. All of these things proven in a a, a lab. They've tested Wim on all these fronts. There's no woo-woo about it. It's it's solid science. Um, so that's one aspect of it, which is really nice. I get up in the morning and Wim leads me through my breathing. It's nice to hang out with that guy in the morning. And then uh, yeah, the second part is cold exposure. Um, cold exposure sucks. There's no way around it. But I think a lot of life's, things in life that are going to make you better suck. It's not fun lifting weights. It's fun after lifting weights, but it's just painful, you know. It's not fun learning guitar it's beautiful to play guitar, but it's a pain in the ass. It's hard to do. If you're going to get better, there's a level of discomfort. People these days don't really have any interest in that shit, but that is how you make your life better. So there is some level here of just gonna just discomfort. And Wim says the same thing. He's like, people think I love the cold. I fucking hate it, man. <laughs> but the cold is my teacher. And... Uh, it's not fully my teacher yet, but it does make me feel better. Um, when I first entered the cold, um, I uh, you go into the involuntary convulsions, like, uh, uh, like you can't help. I couldn't help but screaming and stuff. It it happened involuntarily. But now, um, before I go in, five ten minutes before, I'll, I'll prepare me- my body uh, mentally, just by. Um, Imagining that I'm taking the cold and I can actually feel my body start to shift a little bit and get ready and then I feel like by the time I get into the cold which is already much easier now having practice but I feel like if I prepare mentally beforehand I I have about half of the impact that I normally would feel and after maybe 20-30 seconds um, it's no longer an issue your body adjusts and uh, yeah I'm going to keep playing with it. So I'm on week three. I'm doing that course again. And I'm going to try to keep up my practice uh, for the six-month duration of my building new habits. Yay. Um, 
the second part, the second part of my six month regimen. So that's in the morning. I get up, I do my breathing, I take my my cold shower. It doesn't all have to be cold. Cold at the beginning, warm to actually bathe, and then cold at the end. Um, so in the evening, uh, last last week, I was talking about a book by a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, the book is called You Are the Placebo. And this one's about using meditation to change your habits. Uh, basically, meditation uh, affects your brain waves. Uh, if you're having anxious feelings, um, stuff like that, the your 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 brain's processing something or creating something called a beta brainwave, which is short and high frequency. Um, but in Dr. Joe Dispenza claims that if you want to affect the laws of attraction and uh, the quantum realm, quantum realm of possibility. That's best done through the lower frequency brain waves, which are almost subconscious, not the conscious anxiety, like a subconscious belief. And the best way to initiate those brain waves is through a meditation practice. Um, and he actually has a guided meditation practice. So you get down into the lower brain waves are called alpha, uh, delta, and theta brain waves. They happen times during REM sleeps, things like that. But you can also kind of initiate them through a meditation practice. And he has a guided meditation. It's real cornball. It's super cornball. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I know that, or I feel very strongly that his 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 theory and his, his foundation is correct. And I think if you can get past the fact that it's such a cornball meditation and just do it, I believe it's going to work. So here, I'll, I'll play you guys some of that cornball meditation so you know what I'm, I'm working with. Now, can you rest your awareness? in the space between your eyes in space and can you sense the energy of space between your eyes in space in space crazy shit at the same time when I am done doing that meditation which takes an hour um, I feel fucking empowered man I feel like I could run this game you know so basically that first part that we're listening to is like now 
Can you sense the amount of space between your eyes in space? That's like, it's a Buddhist technique, I believe, of spatial awareness where you, uh, you become cognizant of how you interact with the energy around you just to, to, to affect those brainwaves. And then after that, you go through maybe, so that's maybe 15 minutes. After that, you have about 15, 20 minutes of, uh, of kind of no thought. The idea is to just become consciousness in present moment, in space, without body, without um, any attachment to physical form, just consciousness in, in space. And then after that, you start doing the solid work now that you're primed. Um, you, you think of a belief that that you hold of yourself that's self-limiting, that you've had for a long time, and we all have these, like, uh, you know, you believe that you're not good at this, or you are good at, you know, or you're not good at that, and that's just who you are. Um, and then, so you you picture that, and then you release that, and you imagine or you pretend or you visualize what it would be like to be the opposite of that what your life would be like if you weren't that way for example uh, you know if you if you believe that you are very good at finishing things you know if you're a procrastinator and you're like that's just what I do you give that up and you think well no I'm a person who completes things you know I'm a person who does stuff and what it would feel like to be that person and you go through two beliefs in that at a heightened brain state and you feel it and you picture it and you imagine it and then after that you just go through gratitude for that happening in the future the fact that you you do become this future person um i i love it so i'm gonna keep doing that that's the uh that's the other six month thing i'm committing to now thing number three and this one is uh is a big one um diet because the oldest shit we ever hear you are what you eat right and if i am what i eat i am a fucking chocolate bar okay <laughs> i'm a president's choice financial no not president's choice financial president's choice dark almonds or dark chocolate with almonds bar that's what i am because i eat one of those 300 gram motherfuckers every other night literally at least every other night, I'll eat a 300 gram chocolate bar. Because this is my addiction. That's how I deal with bad feelings. If I feel bad. But also my body my body demands it. It goes, fuck man, we need some sugar. Because it's late at night. And it's time to just get that sugar buzz on. I'm addicted to that. So, there's this new fad diet. I do believe it's... It probably works. It's called ketogenic. Um, and basically, the idea is that you have two sources for energy possible for your body. One, glucose in the blood. Glucose, as we probably know, comes from sugars. Sugars can come from, well, sugar, honey, maple, stuff like that. Maple sugar or maple syrup. Um, and then the other place you can get them is any kind of carbohydrates will convert to glucose in the blood. So breads, uh, I mean, a lot of vegetables do, um, you know, like potatoes, French fries, um, any carbohydrate really. So the idea is with the ketogenic diet, you 
pretty much eliminate glucose as a fuel source as a possibility for your body so you don't take in carbohydrates you don't take in sugars and um in the absence of that your body needs to convert its fuel source it's like turning gas your car from gas to propane or something you you switch the what the engine runs on you start burning fat now if i'm going to compare how the two um burn in the body uh, glucose burns kind of like a kindling or a, or a birch bark or something that burns really hot, really fast, and then the fire dies down. So you got this roller coaster of energy um, if, if your body runs on glucose where, okay, you got lots of blood sugar, you feel great, drops down, and you feel like shit, you got to eat again, you go back up. Now, fats is kind of like a... Um, uh, a big log that burns nice and slow and steady and keeps a nice steady heat um, it's ideal because then you're not you're not your mood and your energy levels aren't on this on this roller coaster they're just stable um, but the fact is I've always run on glucose my body is built all my cells are used to getting their 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 energy from that so there's inevitably this transition period where your bodies actually have to change the enzymes with which they get their energy and it's a painful process and I'm actually going through it right now um I've d- I did this for a month uh, about two months ago and I managed but you start getting headaches um you're irritable like you're like you're kicking any addiction um because that's why I'm addicted to glucose like headaches irritable uh at times low energy because the body's actually changing over and there's you know all these cells that used to run on glucose either have to die and be replaced or they have to change and they're going into panic mode because they're we don't have any fucking more energy sending all these signals to the brain which make you unhappy um so that's what i'm dealing with but apparently after about a at worst a month a month and a half Cravings go away. You start to feel more stable and better than, you know, you, you, you don't have that roller coaster anymore. You have this nice, consistent um, mind state where you're focused, you're calm, you're not craving anything, just clear-headed. And so that's that's the goal. And, uh, yeah, we're on our way. And then on top of that, glucose is another thing that promotes inflammation in the body. So you get a lot of body pain from from that so apparently once you switch over the ketogenic your body pain goes down all these other things i look forward to that because i really want to see what's possible in this life for feeling good you know and this seems to be something to experience just to know what what's in the realm of possibility so that's another uh six months i won't go full ketogenic i'll go closer to paleo which you know i i a lot of vegetables are carbohydrates. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna starve myself from any vegetable because it's just not that bad. For maybe potatoes. Uh, I'll eat a little bit of sweet potato, but I will still take in some fruits. I like fruit. You know, it's just more going back to the way people used to eat before. You know, civilization. That's the goal. So we're gonna try that out. And then um, last but last but not least, I. I gotta quit smoking, you know, I gotta 
deal with the biggest addictions in my life. Uh, one of them being sugar, the other one being smoking. Um, I started smoking on my first back packing trip down to Nicaragua because the weed was so expensive and shitty and the pack of smokes was two dollars. So I was like, yeah, well, whatever. And I don't really like these, but it gives me something to do. And it's a very sneaky, sneaky addiction. It slowly builds and builds and builds until the next thing you know, you find yourself, uh, you smoke a pack a day. I do that maybe three or four days a week. Um, on, you know, it changes. It depends. Uh, but, but anyways, I never feel good. I never feel good about it. It always makes me feel slow and heavy and lethargic and just takes away all my my focus to do anything it just puts me back i'm not good at 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 balancing that kind of stuff so it's just got to go and i don't want to go to a fucking e-cigarette those things are i don't know if you smoke one that's cool but seems to me like you like smoking you don't like nicotine you like yeah okay you're addicted to the nicotine but the reason you're addicted to nicotine is because you enjoy smoking cigarettes or something along those lines. I, I can't see anybody really enjoying smoking a fucking e-cigarette. It's not that fun. You're just doing it because you're addicted to something. So either kick it or don't. Stop sucking on robot wieners. <laughs> Walking around. Anyways, that's my opinion. I'm allowed to have that. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Those are Those are... Those are the things I'm going to uh, commit to for for the six month period. Yay! Um, as well as uh, I'm gonna be writing down what I do, the things I need to do the next day, the night before, because there's some magic in taking out a piece of paper and a pen and writing down stuff. It, it's that same thing. It just happens. So, so that's another little thing I'll be doing. Moving on, um, that, that'll be the, this week's podcast. Um, next week, we're going to actually get into an interview. We've kind of, I think we've laid the groundwork here. Uh, you know who I am. You know what I'm in the midst of doing. And uh, now it's time to actually get a little lighter. Let's have a little more fun. Let's pick somebody else's brain. I, I don't really enjoy, <laughs> as much as it might seem, uh, the talking about myself all that often. So let's uh let's talk to somebody else. So that's next week. Um ide- ideally this this show will take a trajectory towards interviewing people who I consider to be successful or very knowledgeable and picking their brains on uh on what they what they've done to to get where they are and and what their best advice to people who don't have their knowledge is, you know. What would you tell people? So that's what we're going to get towards with this show. It's going to be big. Congratulations. You're an early adopter. You should be very proud of yourself. Uh, I'm going to do this outro. Um, This is a very ghetto song. I've been meaning to play it, but I couldn't find the right place just because it's so gangster. But uh, I really like this album, so I'm going to share it with you. And... uh, (laughs) In, the girl's name is Kamea, um, Kamea, K-A-M-A-I-Y-A-H, yes, and the song's called I'm On, 
and it's about a time when Kamea didn't even have shoestrings. She was extremely poor, and it was a difficult time. But now, things have changed, and she's beginning to be able to take advantage of some of the luxuries provided by a more wealthy lifestyle. And you'll, don't take it from me, take it from Kamea on this next track. All right. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Big money, 